some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. I got a book. Episode 38, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. Episode 38, that sounds about right. Yeah. Why can we not just check this before an episode? We just then it so then it ru- Yeah, but then it ruins it. I think it's kind of like a, a bit, bit of like a, a thing now. Turn, yeah. So, my turn for the spin-off. Uh, this week, I've gone with an unsolved case. Ooh, I like an unsolved case. It's... It's... Like a mini commonly known as the boy in the box or america's unknown child right heard of it no so, and i hear about all this shit so you've done well i'll read through the briefing and then there's like some theories behind it okay so i'll go for the briefing first so I'm on, ready. on february 23rd 1957 a man was checking his muskrat chats in the woods is what muskrat muskrat is that not right no i don't understand what is that What's i'm muskrat? guessing it's just some type of animal or like oh like a muskrat yeah, but it's, it says it's one word, isn't it? Oh. Muskrat. It's, there's no space. Oh. Anyway, so it's either like an animal or like an, uh, a type of trap that wasn't allowed. You'll 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 see anyway. Okay. Uh, off <laughs> Susquehanna Road in Fox Chase, Philadelphia. Sounds like a great place. Sus- how would you pronounce it? Susqua- Sus- Susquehanna. Susquehanna, yeah. Road in Fox Chase, Philadelphia, when he came upon a baby bassinet box with a dead body in it. Knowing that his muskrat traps were illegal, the man decided against reporting the body. I love that word, sorry. Muskrat. This is a serious case. You're it gonna, is, sorry. You upset I'm so sorry. No, sorry. Two days later, a college student named Frederick Bonosis was spying on girls at the Good Shepherd School when he too came upon the body. Bonosis was reluctant to notify the police, obviously because he's there because he's spying Look, on girls. Um, but a day later, nonetheless, he reached out to the authorities. I'm just going to show you a quick picture and uh, I'll send you this so you can put it on the Instagram page okay. if you want. But that's supposed to the release. That's the actual boy. What the fuck? That's supposed to the the police put out that's to try and so locate the bad. boy. It's fucked up, isn't it? That is that his actual like that. a picture of his body? That's his, yeah. That's him. That's his dead body. Like that's his dead head. That's horrible. <laughs> interesting. I'm I pretty. Like it. I'm pretty sure it is anyway. I don't like it. Not in, well, it is interesting, but the body was that of a young child who has since became known as the boy in the box, as well as America's unknown child. The boy was completely naked, and his hands and feet were wrinkled as if he had been submerged into water before he died. Oh. Furthermore, his esophagus contained a dark substance suggesting that he might have vomited shortly before he died, the cause of which appeared to have been several blows to the head. Surprisingly, even though the case attracted significant media attention, no one ever came forward to identify the boy. However, progress was made in 2002 when a psychiatrist contacted the authorities with information regarding the case. The psychiatrist claimed that a patient of hers, a woman named Mary, confessed confided that her parents had bought America's unknown child and used him as a sex toy. According to Mary, her mother had been bathing the boy when he suddenly threw up. Angered, Mary's mother beat him to death. Mary claimed that she had com- accompanied her mother to northeast Philadelphia Woods where they wrapped the boy in a blanket, placed him in a box and left him there. The investigators were convinced that Mary was telling the truth, even if she was mentally unstable. However, when Mary's name leaked to the press, she left the country and no further efforts have been made to investigate the curious case of America's unknown child. But it's awful, that isn't is it? It's really horrible. And then I'll read just through the theories, the Reddit theories. We love the Reddit the theories. The foster home theory. Go this... slower because you're going, you, you, 
mush in my mind. I want to hear it. So this theory concerns a foster home that was located approximately one and a half miles from the site of the body. In 1960, Remington Bristow, an employee of the medical examiner's office, who dodgily pursued the case, dodgedly, doggedly, I'm not good with reading. I know, but it's... What, which, what is it? Doggedly or doggedly? I don't know. I Look, can't see the word. There. Doggedly. Doggedly pursued. That was, when you said dodgily, I was like, <laughs> was he not supposed to be serious? <laughs> That's what I thought it meant. Doggedly. Do- doggedly yeah. pursued the case until his death in 1993. Contacted a New Jersey psychic who told him to look for a house that matched the foster home. When the psychic was brought to the Philadelphia Discovery site, she led Bristow directly to the foster home. Upon attending an estate sale at the foster home, Bristow discovered a bassinet similar to the one sold at J.C. Penney. He also discovered blankets hanging on the clothesline that were similar to the ones in which the boy's body had been wrapped. Bristow believed that the boy belonged to the stepdaughter of the man who ran the foster home and that they disposed of his body so the stepdaughter would not be exposed as an un- unwed mother. Yeah. Yeah. He theorised that the boy's death had been an accident. Despite this circumstantial evidence, the police were not able to find any definite links between the boy in the box and the foster family. In 1998, Philadelphia Police Lieutenant Tom Augustine, who was in charge of the investigation, and several members of the Vidoc Society, a group of retired policemen and profilers, I think it's like a vigilante group, who are out out of service, but they've still got that hunger to solve cases, yeah. Uh, interviewed the foster father and the stepdaughter <clears throat> whom he married the interview seemed to confirm that the family was not involved in a murder the foster home investigation was closed a DNA test showed that the stepdaughter was not the boy's mother okay so that's the first theory the woman known as M that's a, this is the second one I think this is Mary kind of ties in with Some a briefing James Bond shit. another theory was brought forward in February 2002 by a woman identified only as M Police considered M's story to be plausible, but were troubled by her testimony as she had a history of mental illness. When interviewed, neighbours who had access to M's house denied that there had been a young boy living in the house. They said that M's claims were ridiculous. M claimed that her abusive mother had purchased the unknown boy, whose name was Jonathan, from his birth parents in the summer of 1954. Subsequently, the boy was subjected to extreme physical and sexual abuse for two and a half years. He was then killed in a fit of rage by being slammed to the door after vomiting in the bathtub. M's mother then cut the boy's long hair, accounting for the unprofessional haircut in which the police noticed in their initial investigation. The boy's body was then dumped in the Fox Chase area. M went on to say that, that as they were preparing to remove the boy's body from the trunk of the car, a passing male motorist pulled alongside to inquire whether they needed help. The two women ignored the wood good the would-be good Samaritan while being careful to shield the car's license plate from his view. The man eventually drove off. This story corroborated corroborated, corroborated confidential testimony given by a male witness in nineteen fifty seven who said that the body had been placed in a box previously discarded at the scene. Forensic artist Frank Bender developed a theory that the victim may have been raised as a girl. The child's unprofessional haircut, which appeared to have been performed in, in haste, was the basis for this scenario, as well as the appearance of the eyebrows having been styled. Bender later released a sketch of the unidentified child with long hair reflecting the strands found on the boy. Following the 59th anniversary of the discovery of the boy's body in 2016, two writers, one from Los Angeles, California, Jim Hoffman, and the other from New York, Louis Romano, explained that they had believed that they had discovered a potential identity for Memphis, Tennessee, and requested that DNA be compared between the family members and the child. 
The lead was originally discovered by a Philadelphia man who introduced Romano and Hoffman to each other. And then Hoffman. Sorry, that's just like a saw, isn't it? Detective Hoffman. That was his name on it. Was it? Yeah. I think so. Detective Hoffman. I think of Dustin Hoffman. He's an actor. <clears throat> and then developed and presented with the help of Hoffman to Philadelphia Police Department and the Vidcock Society in early 2013. In December 2013, Romano became aware of the lead and agreed to help the man from Philadelphia and Hoffman to personally obtain a DMA from this particular family member in January 2014, which was sent quickly to the Philadelphia Police Department. Local authorities confirmed that they would investigate the lead, yet they stated that they would need to do more research on the circumstances surrounding the link to Memphis before comparing DNA. The boy in the box was originally buried in Pottersfield in 1998. His body was ex- is it exhumed? Is that what yeah. it's pronounced? Exhumed for the purpose of extracting DNA, which was obtained from enamel, 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 enamel on a tooth. Yeah, he was reburied at Ivy Hill Cemetery in Cedarbrook, Philadelphia, which donated a large plot. The coffin, headstone, and funeral service were donated by the son of a man who had buried the body in 1957. There was significant public attendance and media coverage at the at the reburial. The grave has a large headstone bearing the words "America's Unknown Child." City residents keep the grave decorated with flowers and stuffed animals. That's so sad. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? That poor boy. The, the thing Still. is, the thing is, though, back in those days, like I think child trafficking was probably a lot more a lot prominent than do. it is now. Yeah. yeah, and I think the thing is, do you think? Like, the fact that a, a couple has happily sold their child, I think now, would that happen as much these days if he could still get away with it? What do you mean? What, child trafficking? Because, essentially, obviously this is a bit of a touchy subject, but the the today's in today's age, it's <clears throat> like abortions, which mm-hmm. you may disagree or agree with, um, or adoption. I don't know how easy it is to give a child up for adoption. Like, and would you look at a couple, for example, like we know in today's age that um, there's like certain, there's like a certain stereotype of people who just keep popping out kids and can't afford to run them. Mm. Um, run them? Like well, machines? Yeah, well, afo- afford to house, th- house them and feed yeah, them. Yeah, look after them, yeah. And their only option is adoption. They give it up for adoption. Do you think if they could get away with it, a lot more childs would be sold as... As, well, yeah. as objects. I mean, I do think it still happens. I do think it happens a lot abroad. Yeah, in, in other I think countries. It, I mean, I think it happens quite a bit here, to be fair. I'm not saying that England's, like, whiter than white on the matter. But, you know, there's there's a lot of dodgy business in uh, in foreign countries. Yeah, Going I on with it. Um, I don't... I. It sounds really selfish, and but I, I personally... I'm I'm pro abortion because I don't think I could physically give up a child. Yeah. Especially, especially because I don't think I could unless the circumstances were different. I don't think I could I don't think I could personally abort a child, but that doesn't mean I don't believe in it. I believe women have a choice to do that and I think Yeah, I I agree. I think that women should have the choice. I know I know there's other people that disagree and this is obviously a very controversial subject. Mm. But that's what I, we do on here. Yeah, I feel like that's what we end up on. <laughs> feel like a woman's got a right to, like, like if you know your a kid's gonna be brought into the world that won't have the best life possible, um, mm. for whatever reason. Like, there's obviously there's loads of reasons why you wouldn't want a child. And yes, there are loads of arguments saying well you shouldn't have had women, but in some cases it's yeah not, you can't help it. Yeah, it wasn't your choice. Um, 
So I, I'm I'm pro-abortion, but... And there's so many cases, you know, where mistakes do happen, and it's not just like... It's not just sleeping around without a condom and then just hoping for the best. It's things like, you know, you've taken the pill, but then you've felt ill over the past couple of mm. days and you feel sick and you throw up and then that pill's no longer effective and yeah. the condom splitting and not realising it. I mean, it's the, I do think there's... Just as people who were against... A, uh, who were for abortion are, you know, people, it goes... I think there's like a big... You're either one side or the other. I don't... I don't, I don't like the thought of a life being put to an end. Yeah. But at the same point, like if I knew my child was not going to grow up in the best circumstances, yeah, then I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to. I, I understand where the that. argument against it comes from because, not in all senses, uh, the, the ones who are like, it don't matter how that child's conceived, it should be born. Like, I don't agree with that. I agree with that some people, it shouldn't be a case of they couldn't be asked to use protection. Yeah, so we'll it's just not get a form of, of contraception. Y- yeah, exactly. That, that's that, that's hit the nail on the head. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, I, f- I feel like the way that the world is, it almost benefits people to have more kids. Like you see on yeah. some programs and stuff, the way that their way of income is having children. Mm. Um, and the way I looked at it, if I, if, well, if I or my partner wasn't ready to bring a child into the world yet, or not necessarily not ready, that's a bad phrase to use because like some childs like some children who are conceived before people would have liked to still get a, a great life and it just means you have to adapt earlier than what you wanted yeah. to. But like if I felt like I was gonna bring a child into the world um, and it was gonna have a bad life, it wasn't gonna like it was gonna have a really rough upbringing, it wasn't gonna be loved, it didn't it wouldn't have a roof over its head mm-hmm. and food every day as it needed, then I'd then I'd, I'd look at it and think, like, am I gonna like raise it and neglect it and not want it? Maybe not in that circumstance, but not yeah, necessarily me personally, but not be able to not be able to provide it with a life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that you want you would want your child to have. Yeah, but then, like I said, I understand this. These the people who are against it because people could possibly use it as a form of contraception. Like it doesn't matter if if it happens because we'll just get rid of it. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, the you know the, the the thing is, I think a lot of pro-abortionists take the attitude of every person who gets an abortion might have been raped. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true at all. And in fact, it's quite the opposite. A lot of the time, it's not. There are cases, obviously, when yeah. women have had to have an abortion because the child was conceived under rape. But then the people who are anti-abortion are like, you know, these people just keep popping out kits and they're like using it as a form of contraception, having having sex, then getting pregnant, then having an abortion. Like that's what they're doing. And I don't think there's sort of like a fair medium. I I understand what you're saying. They've both got strong arguments either way. Um, I I understand both sides. It's just I would never judge awesome. someone yeah, for it. Yeah, hundred percent. So I would never think less. A different part of this uh, story that I want to touch on. I say story like it's make believe. This this case. It sounds make believe. Yeah. So this M theory. It sounds like it was pretty part and parcel. Like she provided evidence. I think she linked up saying it was a witness as well. It was at this home exactly. It was a witness. But what turned the jury? Well, not necessarily the jury, but the the investigation off was the fact that the woman who said these things was at a psychiatrist for being mentally disturbed. Can you discredit someone's information because they're seeking help? You can't. But at the same time, I I agree. You shouldn't be able to. But at the same time. I suppose it depends on the person individually, like how much they can be credited. But the fact that the story lines up so well, because 
she's probably there because of her childhood and she says that her mum was abusive and especially if he was raised in a house that has has a a child used as a sex slave that's essentially that's gonna that's gonna seriously fuck you up mentally as a as a kid so yes it, it makes perfect sense as to why she'd need a, psychi- a psychiatrist so how can you discredit what she's saying purely based on the fact that she i think everyone in, has got in so mental goes, issues what goes against m being discredited is it literally just the i think it's just because mental... she's mentally unstable obviously i don't know the the severity of how unstable like is she always hallucinating and seeing things and hearing voices in her head or is it just i need help like i've had a troubled childhood i think you have to take in terms of mental illness i think you have to take it on a case case by case basis i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a psychologist uh the furthest i got to it was doing psychology in college but i like there's there's a lot of scope for mental illness and so i'd probably like i'd look at you know has she got a history of lying mm. has she got a history of hallucinations and as i say it's such a it's such a broad topic mental illness depression comes under mental uh, yeah. mental illness so you wouldn't you you wouldn't discredit a key murder case witness because they have depression mm. do you know what i mean and especially especially if and it's such a serious case for, for, for example like if yeah but the thing is this, this is a question is it such a serious case because nobody loved that boy nobody cared about him he doesn't even have a name the fact that no one will come forward like if your child's missing even in a different state i'd imagine when a case like this happens where a child's got an unidentified body they check the whole of the us for missing child cases every contact every parent does this look like him is this your child so it it it, it looks quite um it looks accurate that it was the child was just sold and it like it didn't have a a parent it didn't have anyone who was thinking where is my boy that's why it's such a sad story because he no one knows his name like that's one of the most i think undignified ways you can you can lose your life because you've left no mark like you you're not in a way he has left a mark because he's this massive case that but he's not him he's a case but what, what i'm saying is like for example again controversial um madeline mccann it's such a big case because people love her people want to find her that's where all this money's funded from that's where it's all come from people are invested in the story they're invested in the girl no one cared about this boy but when was it you know you've got to consider like maybe maybe it was circumstances of these parents could not afford to keep this child and so they they sold him and under the pretense that he wasn't going to be treated like that yeah that that comes down to ignorance though doesn't it like if you're selling a child but the but by the same count i and it this is going to sound really really sexist i suppose because it is because women can be just as much of a sexual predator as men can be but if i was selling a child to a woman i would have much less i understand what you're saying worry about and i think that's more from the fact that there's like the classic it's the maternal thing isn't it the i know mother. what you mean like a mother and a child yeah i you, mean it's wrong because yeah. women can be just as horrible as men can be i think especially back in those times as well yeah i women. think i think it was a lot harder to be poor back then like mm. don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's not hard to be poor today i'm not saying that at all but i'm saying it was like there was like even for the majority of of the uh less fortunate today's age just like there is there is some support there there mm. is like 
like no no yeah nowhere near enough and nowhere near as it should be and it's nowhere near touched upon like at all but there's still something there you've got like like you say shelters and food banks and benefits and way to claim money back it like way to to try and keep on like a flow i highly doubt back then there was anything like that so it comes down to desperation of the maybe they thought the best life i can give it because i wish i i wish it mentioned something well this is a problem there's there's not that much on the family like no one really knows truly what happened so i'd love to know more about the family like was it a wealthy family and it, it changes things if that if it's a, if it's a wealthy family then you might look at it as i'm doing the right it's like an adoption but i'm getting paid for it like i'm giving it a better life because i can't provide like these people can because in, yeah. in your head you because of what happened to the boy you instantly think it would have been in a dark alley like yeah here's my here's my baby you can have it like and it's these yeah people on knives like yeah give us a baby but it might <laughs> give us the ju- baby ju- yeah i know that's what i'm that, that's <laughs> obviously a, a massive exaggeration but that's the impression you get whereas it could have been a wealthy family who was like we we want you we want your child and we can look after it we can provide for it mm. uh basically like an adoption because that's what adoption is you give a child away well there's probably a million reasons but I imagine one of them is you feel like you can't provide enough for it and you don't want to give it a bad life so maybe that's what they was thinking i think i mean i was reading this book well i started reading this book the concept's really good I just don't like the book, so I stopped reading it, which is very rare for me because I struggle not to finish a book. Yeah. But it's called The Chil- uh, Children of Eden. And basically, the story goes, you were only allowed one child. And this family had twins and they managed to keep it under wraps. But this the girl twin could never go out. She could never leave. Right. She could never leave the house. And I do wonder sometimes, and I do think, you know, is it ever going to come into play that something like that happens in the government? I mean, chat did China do it? What? You, you, you could only have two kids at one point, couldn't you? Yeah. I, I, but right, just just as like a, a warning, like this, obviously none of this is factual. This is just what we think we know. Because I thought there was a rule on the gender it could be. Like, you can't have too many of one gender. Yeah, there was something to do with girls and boys, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think, I think... I'm, I'm not 100%, yeah, so I like might I be say, wrong Yeah, like I said, this is what I'm saying. We might we might be inaccurate here. Yeah, but. but I'm pretty sure they had, like, that control put in place. And at what point does that stop? I mean, does it start with the amount of children you can have? Then does it become a test to see whether you... Should there be a test about whether you can have children or not? It's a good question. Like every, I think, do you do you believe that every woman has the right to reproduce whenever she fancies? No. I I agree. I, I think it's a it's a very controversial thing to say, but I feel like it's it's almost cruelty to bring a child into the world that won't have a a, a fair chance of an upbringing. I believe it's every woman's right to, but I don't believe every woman should. Yeah. I I I I I, contr- like, I completely contract that statement. I believe every woman like has the right to have a child, but whether they should or not. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. That I I I I agree with what you're saying. I can understand how at first was like don't have the right. Everyone, yeah. every Everyone woman has, has the, right. the right to be able to do that, to to want to do that. But it's a but moral I, decision of am I ready? I think yet? Of, but then I think, do I? Do I think Myra Hindley? Deserves a child. Do I think Rose West deserves a child? I don't know who they are. They are. Do I think, I don't know, Beverly Allett? You've got Beverly Allett murdered babies in hospital as a nurse. Yeah. Myra Hindley murdered children with Ian Brady. 
Rose West, accomplice to Fred West, murdered their own child as well as many others. Like, and then mm. I think actually, do they do they deserve kids? No, no, they don't. And you know, I, th- I think though, I think a red phrase that would be they've lost the right to be able to say I, I should have children. Yeah, they've they've one, left that right. One because it's not fair on the children to be brought into the world, and their parents are going to be known as some of the most evil people on the planet or the the mother at least and two like I, like having a, a kid is like from what I've heard anyway is one of the the most unbelievable experiences of your life like the the feeling it gives you like does someone who's took that feeling away from others deserve to have it themselves yeah. see where you're coming from it's an odd one that I do I think if there was pregnant then that then they've got a right at the, like when when arrested or or locked up but I'd like because it's not fair on that child to not have a life because yeah. of what the mother's done. And the thing is as well, like where does the line get drawn then? Does it start with, okay, um, so this person has autism and we don't want that trait in our child, so uh, we're going to fail her for a trial because we don't want that in society. Oh, no, I don't like the fact that that child is... I don't know. God knows. I don't. That that child's got Down syndrome. Yeah. Do you know we surely like, we like, wouldn't like, want like, to put a child through that? And then it's like, well, no, actually. They have the right. They have the right, and it. it I suppose. Where does the line get drawn? Yeah, and then? who does this? Who determines? Who that's, that's essentially obviously I'm an atheist, but surely that's God's decision. Yeah. Like that. Who? There's no person on earth who has the right to be able to decide. Yeah, you should or you shouldn't. Like, how do you? If that this is all theoretical, obviously, but how would you apply that? It's like I suppose it's the same as an executioner at, at, at a prison. Like, what gives you the fucking mm-hmm. right to end somebody else's life? But someone has to do it. No one wants to, but you know, someone has and to. It does get to the point where it's talking. Then you're talking about okay, yeah, you earn a good wage. You've got twenty. You earn a solid twenty-seven thousand pounds a year. So yeah, you can have a child because you can afford to look after it. Yeah. No, you're on benefits. You can't afford to have a child, so you're yeah, not having Yeah, it's completely one. unfair. It's. But the but that you give somebody a little bit of power. Yeah. And then it grows and grows and grows. And, and some of like the most intelligent or um, world-changing people have come from nothing backgrounds. Have come from absolutely yeah. zilch, and they're some of the some of the most like influential yeah like influential yeah exactly so imagine the amount of waste like in theory the amount of wasted talent or something like like what checklist warrants you to have a child like money no that's not fair because some people just can't earn more than others that's just that's unfair so but you can't have a balance because it's it's one end of the scale to the other you can either have yeah everybody can have a kid and they have the right and they can have as many kids as they want or you can have well, no, there's got to be a certain criteria that's got to be met before you have a child. Do you know what it reminds me of a little bit? And I, f- I think it's so fucked up, it's American health insurance. Like, it's it's so fucked it's up. It's disgusting. Like, they decide who lives and dies. They decide yeah. who, who gets cover and who can afford to stay alive and who can't. We're doing... Um, it's, a, it's, it's quite an interesting one, actually, bringing that sort of thing up. My students today, my Year 7 group, lovely Year 7 group, they... Um, we, Year we would, always are. Yeah, learned, so <laughs> they haven't learned their evil ways. No, they are lovely. And we were doing, we've been looking at heroes and villains and we've been looking at Martin Luther King Jr. over the past couple of days. And we looked at his speech yesterday about, you know, the, the famous I Have a Dream yeah. speech about equality in the US. And 
so many of these kids like because today the task was and tomorrow the task to continue is write your own i have a dream speech about how you can you think we could make the world a better place like what would you like to do to make the world a better place and it, the things that come out with like you know the 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 idea of gender equality racial equality curing diseases stopping world hunger world peace and it it really filled me with like joy to hear that they've actually got opinions and they actually want to improve the world because right now and i think everybody's felt it especially in this past year it, the world's just been in such a downward Mate, the spiral world is so divided it is it, so and divided. just little things like that and you know you you mentioned before the idea of getting rid of things and criteria to be met and stuff like that and i just i, I sat there and i thought you know what actually the future generation is not that bad is it I suppose the way that, like, obviously we wasn't saying that we'd before, like, I'd disagree with the fact that you'd have to go through certain steps to be able to warrant having a child. I think that's a ridiculous statement. We were just saying that in theoretical terms because the way the world is at the minute, anything could happen. Yeah. But is that a very communist way? And, like, we've, communist is like, am I thinking of the right one here? Are you sure it's not capitalist? Which one's? All the people who are in it for themselves are capitalists. Socialists are people who think that everybody should be responsible for each other and communists are sort of like the like strong version i believe of socialists i think anyway i like uh, god basically what i was going off was like um like russia and then the berlin wall and stuff like that like um basically powers that be who don't have the right to be there but they are and they can make these decisions like us putting that forward about someone deciding who, who's eligible to be able to have a child like that's essentially like giving someone so much power they determine they determine like how to shape the world they determine what type of babies can be born and what can't and it'd just be fucking crazy but it's something like that all came from population control from china which was a real mm. thing i'm pretty sure so communism is a philosophical social political and economic ideology and movement whose ultimate goal is the establishment of a communist society, namely a socio-economic order structured upon the ideas of common ownership of the means of production and the absence of social classes, money and the state. Yeah, so communism isn't good, is it? That's that. I think it, it, it's sort of backwards. I don't think it's. I don't think it's great. Like the like Russia. I know Russia was massive on communist. Like they had a lot of communists after the war or during the war. Or I think it was just after because that's when the Cold War mm. came about. And it was just the idea of like, like for example, the Berlin Wall was put up to stop the East and West. Um, I think it was the West that was like socialist and it was like everyone from the East wanted to go to the West and that's why the wall was put up so you couldn't, they couldn't mix. And it's kind of that thing like someone having godlike say, like godlike influence without having the right to do that, if you get what I mean. Yeah. It's the idea, I think communism is the idea that the government controls everything. Yeah, which is essentially like what would be if you had to have a checklist to yeah. to be able to eligible for a child and that's that's fucked God, up. Like you'd have to apply. Like imagine having to apply to have a child. Like, like you'd apply for a visa, like, oh I'm gonna gonna apply for a child. Could you can you honestly can you honestly see that being so far fetched? Because yeah. I don't. And you know what, to a certain extent, and I'm 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 probably gonna be like shooting myself in the foot here, but to a certain extent I do sort of agree, like, you should have a fucking DBS check before you have a child. Like yeah. What stops a sex offender having a child? Nothing. I suppose, like, it, say there was, like, another dimension or another planet. Aliens are real, but there is, it's just a human race on a different planet. 
I think if they was to have that philosophy of not everyone, like not just anyone can have a child with, like without making sure that you've got a stable home and something, blah, blah, blah. That's fucking crazy that they could just pop kids out everywhere. I can see from that perspective, yeah. like someone looking in and being like, God, like they can just have a nilly willy and like there's no, there's, because having a child is a massive it thing. Is. It's probably the biggest thing anyone can ever do because you're not now not just responsible for yourself, you're responsible, responsible for someone, someone else. else. So to, to like a, an alien point of view, they might think, fuck me, they're just allowed to pop them out whenever they want. Like, yeah. there's no, like, there's no checks to make sure And they're, sure like, that, applying and they've got to have, Yeah, like, they a... think, oh, for us to be eligible, it's like a credit score, like, for us yeah. to be eligible to be allowed to bring up a child. But then this is where it comes into the argument, like, well, what fucking right do you have to determine who, who can have a, child? have a child? Which I agree with, like, no one has the right no. to determine that. No, that that's such a judgmental way. Like, how can you evaluate whether someone's fit to have a child or not? Because... All you can look at is the materialistic things they've got, not yeah. who they are as a person. And you can't judge someone and you can't give someone an opportunity just based on the materialistic items that they own. It's more about them as a person and their their morals. And also you, you can't base you can't make a judgment based on somebody's worth at that point. There have been plenty of loving and caring parents that have turned out to be absolute psychos yeah. later on in the future. And it, it's just like, well And vice versa, there's been there's been parents who've, I'd imagine there's been people having kids who you'd think, yeah, that, that yeah, they're, that's going to be that's a disaster. A bad move. And they've brought, they've come up to the, the best parents going and sacrificed everything for the children. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a weird one. God, we've gone off topic again. We've but they got, always do I think midweek. this may be the furthest we have ever gone off topic. Good topic, though. It is a good topic. There's, I remember it when I was at college and we did general studies which was like basically you don't have an A-level you have an A-level empty so we're going to stick some that's in there Yeah. and I really loved it actually because you learn about like world topics and debates and stuff and there was one about uh, it. they were called catalogue babies designer babies and it was the concept that in the very near future you could you could design your own baby like and pick out its hair colour and its eye colour mm. and that's that, that, fucking that, insane. Yeah, that's not. And the thing is that that sounds so unrealistic, but is it really like with all the stuff they can do nowadays? And changing DNA and changing its structure, like it's not far away. And the thing is, like, I don't, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want a world where there's like a perfect human because the thing about humans is that they're so unique. Like every one of them's different. It's so hard to find something. Yeah. There's so many of that they're all different. And once you start, once you start wanting to make them all sit this fit this certain demographic it becomes boring and the no... problem is as well trends change all the time yeah so you're gonna have like a generation of babies that all look the same and then you're gonna have the next generation of babies that look completely yeah. different but they're all gonna look the same there's gonna be no individuality left and that is terrifying hopefully it never comes to that i think i think it will and I, I i think it'll be okay we'll pick the most attractive features in yeah. a child and they'll be the most expensive That'll be fucking crazy. You've got to buy your baby. Yeah, that'll be it. Design your baby. Buy your baby. I can just see fucking old Geordie Shaw TV stars like promote, <laughs> promoting it on their Instagram. Like, <laughs> use, use Get code, your baby now. Use code YI for 5% off at Star checkout. Star favourites. <laughs> right, I'm happy to end it there. That was a good, yeah, good talk. Yeah, that was, that was a good talk. I, I just want to say, if Beth's, boy, Beth's boyfriend is listening, thanks for listening. Shah said to me the other day that a friend from work, her boyfriend, listens to it. Yeah, somebody at school from the, the other day who I've never spoken to, and I mean never spoken to, was like, oh, I'm such a big fan of the podcast. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I didn't know. really know what to say. 
So, yeah, uh, Monday will be The Orphan, which I'm still yet to watch, but I'm looking forward to it. Stu, Stu said it's it's a good film. Was he happy that you'd picked it? Yeah, he was. Though? He didn't believe in that I'd do it, but I said if it's if it's a horror, it, it fits in, so why not? Yeah, why not? So, tune in Monday for that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.